take a breath, relax, and listen to this. There is a God who holds the whole world in his hand. Then where were you when mine came crashing down? If there is a God who tells the sun and stars where to shine, then where were you when all the lights went out? These are the questions from my heart, desperate to know just where you are. Right now, I can't see you, but I'm choosing to believe. There's a God who's never left me, and here in the hurting, you're still with me. You have carried me thus far, and you won't stop now. You're listening to the Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Keneally. And we are talking about worrying today, Pam. I, this is something I feel like I'm an expert. Okay. Are you good at it? I'm usually pretty humble, uh-huh. or I try to be humble. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to brag about this one. I'm good at worrying. You're, good. You're a little worry mite. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even try to be. I know. Well, It's, it's just natural. It's, isn't it, though? <laughs> it is. It's like a little termite that eats away, and, and all of a sudden you're like, I got to do something about this. Yeah. And then when I'm really good at worrying, I just really love when everyone else around me is worrying too. (laughs) Y'all can have a worry party. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to give some practical things that we do to, I don't want to say stop worrying, but maybe navigate worrying because I think as a woman, especially as a mom, it is just a part of who we are. Look in the dictionary, motherhood slash worrisome. It's <laughs> yes. there. It yeah. is. Well, because we... <laughs> I bet it is. Yes. Uh, I, it's yeah. crazy. So we're definitely going to talk about that. We're going to be open and honest about the things we worry about and then how we navigate them. We're definitely not going to tell you just stop worrying. No. But we're going to walk alongside you mm-hmm. and maybe worry with you. Yes. I All like right. That. Well, Pam... Let's just start by being real and honest. What is, if you see a, there's all kinds of things where you're like, oh, you know, in the summer we worry about different things than we're worrying about in April maybe. But is there one constant thing that you can turn back and look at your life and say, this is something that I'm really good at worrying about? Absolutely. And I've got more to look back at than you do. Um, Just a little. Just a little. But I, through every season the time, you know, as a mother from the time you give birth to the time they're in preschool to the time they're in middle school to the time they're in high school, and then on into seasons that maybe you haven't experienced, it is a common remnant. It is a common thread that you have a tendency, because you're growing more and learning more about life, you know the dangers, and your kids don't exactly, like I didn't know it when I was growing up. So you just worry about their choices. You worry when they... You worry if they make bad choices, when they make bad choices, um, then, oh, Mel, it just goes on. And then they grow up and they get married and then they have kids. And then it's just, you know, um, it, it, you know, for me, it's revolved around kids and grandkids pretty much. So it's just the way it is. So what you're saying is don't have what kids. I'm worrying about <laughs> is going to have kids and then my worrying is going to like have kids quadruple. Yes, I know. <laughs> worrying more. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, I, I, um, 
Go ahead. Okay, so we'll just keep going. No, stay down track. Man. Say go it. Ahead. No, no. You go ahead. Well, I can't remember now, so go ahead. <laughs> I am thinking back to we did a podcast about um, I can't remember the topic, but we said if you're not, if you think, oh, this is what we said. If you think you're not a good mom, then you're probably a good mom. The best. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because you're worried about it. You know, I um, I think I've always. Oh, I've, I don't know that I've ever said this out loud, so I'm going to be, we'll this just is a little... Do you realize you're saying it to the world right now? I know, now? Okay. I might as well. You better pray about it first. I know, it's true, <laughs> and I and my boys, I would say, know it. I think something that I worry about, and this is me pre-worrying, and we'll talk about this a little later, I, and the majority of the things and the decisions I'm making, I am worrying about someday when my boys are completely grown and out of the house if they're going to want to have a relationship with me. And not just a like, oh, I text my mom on Mother's Day, like, I really want them to be a part of my life and I want to be a part of their life. And I am worrying about that right now. And I've worried, I've always worried about that. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I don't know. I literally wake up at like 3 a.m. and I'm like thinking about them when they're older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That And that's so, I mean, I worry about all the other things, but if I could hone in on one thing, it's that I really worry that my boys are going to grow up and just like fly away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or start their own family life and it just, and they will, and they will. But anyway, you know what? Sometimes, so that's what I'm worrying about. I know, I know. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, we think about the future and I guess that's why God says, don't throw yourself out in the future because because there's lots to worry about if you do that, but we all do that. So anyway, mom, if you're worrying today because of the future, uh, this is a podcast for you today. Yeah. Join yeah. the party. Yeah. Pam, you and I are both a part of faith communities. I think we're both um, fairly plugged in at our church and we believe in scripture and we believe in Jesus. And there's so much hope and peace that comes with that. But something that comes with that that can feel a little complicated is when I talk about worry or worry is talked about sometimes in that setting, the response will be, oh, you just need to give that to God. I had someone yesterday say, oh, cast your cares on, the Bible says, cast your cares on God. So just do that. And I think, well, I wish it was just that easy. No. Yeah, exactly. What if the worry is like too heavy to pick up and cast it? Exactly. <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk about that because, you know, I think one of my favorite stories in scripture is it's in Matthew, Mark and Luke, and it's Jairus's daughter and the bleeding woman. And in this story, Jairus's daughter is dying and he rushes to Jesus and falls at his feet and says, will you come heal my daughter? And Jesus is like, yeah, I'm on my way. And while Jesus is on his way, he gets interrupted by a woman who is very, very sick who touches Jesus and is healed. And both of them in scripture are coming to Jesus with their worries, but he was walking down the street. So how do we do that today when Jesus isn't walking down the street and we can't run up to him and just touch his clothes and be healed or run up to him and fall at his feet and say, please, please heal my children. What what does that look like for us today? What does that look like for Pam? Like, how are you rushing to him with your worries. Right. Well, you know, I have to stop and think that that I have in me, and as followers of Christ, I have in me a transmitter. 
It's called the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Put it in me. Uh, and it's a transmitter, you know, connected to the throne of God. And I have to, you know, I can't see Jesus and I can't, you know, I can envision him in my mind. But I, when I turn to that transmitter inside of my heart and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I know you're in me. Uh, I'm just, I am breathing. I'm recognizing your presence and I need help. Hmm. And I just kind of, I kind of put myself in the light of that presence just for a minute. And because I'm able to do that because I have this transmitter in me that does it for me. But if I don't use that transmitter, I, I can find myself just going more and more and more and more down the road and getting more and more fretful about this or that. Hmm. But when I stop and I recognize my transmitter and lean in on that, um, there is something that takes place in me, and it's a real thing. So I don't know if that helps. I can't see it. You can't see it. But I, when I exercise it, the more you exercise it, the more real it becomes. Yeah. And that's, that's something I do. No, I think that's really great to even say out loud and to recognize that when you're doing that, that your inside feels different. And sometimes I think we might pray or do something really faithful, and we're not acknowledging that something happened. Like the situation might not have changed, but you felt peace. And there's so, that's so good. And that's like the joy and the beauty of believing in something. So what do you do? Oh, besides snack. (laughs) Besides. (laughs) Um, What it looks like for me Like when I really need to rush to Jesus, I have one person that I call and oftentimes I can say to her, I'm coming to your house. She's my very best friend. And I have, I have, I would say like several really good friends, but this one in particular, I know that when I sit down next to her, it's like I'm sitting next to Jesus because what she does, she will mirror me some and all good friends do that, right? Like if I'm mad at somebody, they're mad at them too. But she'll always speak truth to me in a way like biblical truth. And like she knows how to speak to me. And and I am just so thankful for her. And she will remind me of truths. And she will remind me of like scripture. And for me, I need someone like an actual person, person. to go to. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I do what you do as well, but whenever I'm really, it's just too heavy for me, I have to go get my person. And it's almost as if she's dragging me. She's my gyrus, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm just laying there like the little sick yes. daughter. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, I'll go get Jesus for you. And she does. And she, I trust that in her and she knows that that's why I come to her. So I think a really true, honest friend is one of the best things that helps me eradicate worry. And I agree with that totally. You know, yours is more practical. Mine was a little bit more on the holy note. But but I totally agree that that God, you know, tells us to that we are to fellowship and we are to have people in our lives that we can let it all out and yeah. not be judged and be loved unconditionally. And you just feel better after you get it out. I don't care what it is. When I'm worrying and I find somebody to talk to, it's usually my sister. Yeah. Um, which I can be 
just, you know, hardcore real. Yeah. I feel better. Mm-hmm. I just, just to hear her voice, I just feel better to get it up and out because I think that's what the enemy wants us to do is to keep it down, closed in and under. But moms, when you get it up and out, something happens. And so, you know, at Arise Single Moms, we hope we can be that for you today as you're listening to this podcast. We hope you realize we are with you and that, and that, um, that we understand. And that's, I'm hopeful that Arise Single Moms Mail is that for thousands of women. Yeah, absolutely. Because in that situation, I think about this a lot when we're in situations, have you ever put your nose on a mirror, Pam? Like literally all I don't want to get like, that close. <laughs> But you should try it. (laughs) Try it the next time you're worrying, just for fun. Just put your nose on the mirror and pay attention to what you can see. And the reason why you need somebody else that you can trust and that knows you is because their nose is not on the mirror. Mm -hmm. They're just in the room with you. And I just had this situation with a family member of mine that was just so upset and worrying about a situation. And I not being that deep in the situation just was like, well, but that's not true. This is what happened before. And she was just like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I'm so dumb. Why did I not remember Mm -hmm. that? Why did I? And it's because your nose is on the mirror Mm -hmm. and you need people that are like looking at the back of your hair too going, no, girl, no, you're hot. You got your hair. You look good. Um, And I just think that that is worrying. We put our nose Mm -hmm. on the mirror and we just see the wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? When our nose is on the mirror, it it absolutely cuts out perspective. Yeah. Because when your nose is on the mirror, you can't see what's happening around you. Yeah. And, or you can even see who's coming in beside you. And it's perspective. It is so much about perspective. And it's just so easy for us to get caught in that rat cage of not having the right perspective and it does we don't we don't it's not stationary you don't stay there yeah you, you can't. always go down yeah you will always go down until you decide to to take hold you know your emotions don't have to control you we can we can we can control them and navigate them we might not be able to get rid of them and we won't get rid of them because God is an emotional God he has strong feelings. We were made in his image, Mel. We're going to have strong feelings. Yeah. They're going to be good. They're going to be bad. And um, this is just part of our makeup. So the lesson in all this is don't put your nose against the mirror. Don't I love that. It's the mirror. Just try it. Yeah. <laughs> no and thanks. maybe that could be like something that we do. I'm going to try it next time I'm worrying. Okay. Just as a little. Oh, that's. I need to like visually see things. So that helps me. This would be fun if this was a. a, a visual podcast we could pull up <laughs> we'll a mirror put a mirror to the nose and show everybody what we look like okay we'll maybe do a part two and see okay. so I loved what you said about remember that you have a transmitter inside of you and then I said have somebody that you can call on what else can we what do you what else do you do well you know I I um I'm always reminded that we are a three-part being that you know, we're wrapped up in our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's we as women, we operate in our mind, in our will, and our emotions. My emotions, our emotions, but there's more to us than that. We are body, soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions, and spirit, which is the transmitter. We're those three, but so often we neglect how God can use the body mm-hmm. to release stress. And so, you know, I'm. I'm 
what I do when I'm super stressed or worried about something is I will use my body. And that is exercise, release those endorphins, do something with this mm. temple, this body. And I've seen it so many times over the years now with our single moms that that they just get caught with using their bodies incorrectly. Whether it's, mm. We had one mom that got in touch with us that had spent thousands of dollars in shopping and her credit card was unbelievable and mm. she got thrown in jail for it. And so, so often we as women turn to the wrong thing to use our bodies to relieve it, to numb it, whether it be shopping or drinking or sex or I don't know, so many yeah. different things other than thinking, how can I use my body to help to do myself a favor? Yeah. So I will walk. I'll get out and I'll walk really fast and breathe hard. And, you know, it's scientifically proven endorphins yeah. kick in and I come home and the worry's still there, but it's um, the tension's been taken mm. off of it. And that's what I do. That's really good. And to know yourself, I know for me, man, if I can walk in the evening, like I love the evening mm, time. Don't you though? When the Wish sun we were is neighbors. Setting. I know. It's my favorite <laughs> time to walk. And my dogs, it's really, if we're honest, it's good for everyone. You know, the dogs get to go for a walk if I invite my kids along or I often will just go and play my favorite song too. And that's so good. I hadn't even thought of that one, that it is just kind of for me to connect with nature is super important, mm-hmm. I think, too. Mm-hmm. So just to get outside. Yes, um, just to get that outside. That is so good. I think something else, I don't know if you were wanting me to bring this up, but I think what both of us also really appreciate is a good bath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is a personal joke because our staff, they're shower people, and Mel and I are bath people. And they make so fun of us. They do, you know. But anyway, yeah, that that's always nice. Put some bubble bath in there yes. and just kind of soak. It's just I, hot. Yeah. Moms, listen, that's self-care. Yeah. So talk about relieving stress for you. Think about some little bitty things you can do to self-care that don't take much time, but you just... You carve out some time for self-care. And I didn't mean for this to be about a bath, but honestly, I it is a reset for me. I do not take my phone in there, mm-hmm. and my family knows, do not bother her. Yeah, she's a soaking alone. potato. Yes, leave her <laughs> She's alone. not ready. She, she wants to And come. I turn the lights off. and Candles. Just, yeah. Candles. And I just need just to not, and it's so weird to just sit with yourself without your phone, Yes, but it's so good for me. It is. And you know what? While you're doing that, another thing I do that I want to mention is music is very mm-hmm. important to my emotional wellness. And uh, so I will, I'll, I will listen to music and just let it, and it's, and it's usually always something calming or it's a Christian song that just gets all over me. And I'll just let that soak in yeah. me as I listen to it. And um, because the more the more you spend time with God, the more real he becomes. Yeah. And so um, that's that's just so precious. What I, I think we're both saying, and we haven't said it, is that you really have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. So what it's almost, I guess what we're doing is we're distracting ourselves from the worry. And the worry is just that. It's just a thought, right? So it's okay. It's not like we're saying avoid the problem, Mm -hmm. but to distract ourselves in a way that is good for you. And so what's good for Pam and I, (laughs) ironically, is to walk and then take a hot bath. And so figure out, like really sit down, moms, and say, what is it that allows me to catch my breath, allows me to bring peace, um, Something else I do that is so important for me because I'm visual, I literally have a red journal mm-hmm. in my office 
And all I write in that journal are prayers and worries. And I know that sounds like they're the same thing, but sometimes it's just something I'm worrying about that I really, you know, it is a prayer, but, and I, and sometimes it's vague. It might just say, I don't know, October, but it's for me and I write it down. And then something I do, Pam, whenever it's something I'm no longer worrying about or the Lord answered that prayer, I highlight it. And this is so important to me. And it's just lists on this page because when I open it to write my worries and my prayers, I see a whole bunch of highlighted things. Yes. And for me, that is this reminder of, okay, this is how I'm casting it to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But I'm also reminded, oh my gosh, he's so good at his job. Mm -hmm. He's taking care of these things. There are things that have not been answered. I have not been able to highlight. I have a page one that was started in 2011. Mm -hmm. And there are things still not highlighted on there. Yes. Um, But to know that, He's in control and he's my partner in this. That brings me a lot of peace. Yes, I love that. And scripture says that we were called to peace. So we have to figure out how to stop worrying. Mm -hmm. Well, the scripture says we have peace. We need to activate the peace that we have. It's not like we have to go find it. Mm -hmm. I've got that transmitter peace in me. I've got to activate that. And, you know, you talked about worry and it being distracted did you know the root word for worry is to be pulled apart? No, I didn't. And so not. worry pulls us apart. It sure does. From what, from what God has for us. But mm. God understands because God said, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. And we always think, well, I thought that trouble, he meant everybody else would have trouble, not me, you know. But that's, he warned us that we will have trouble. Mm. And that, but he was there to provide ways for us to find peace. And, you know, you talked about journaling. Of course, I've journaled for a long time, too. And I love the fact that you've highlighted answers that when you do that, you can look back in there and see how God has worked in the past. And it can be a spiritual marker for you. And at that point, I pray you would be able, Mel, and I would be able to, and moms, you would be able to see that highlight and say, thank you, Mm -hmm. God, thank you that I'm you know, Thanksgiving is a huge part of release of bondage that God, thank you that I saw you work then and thank you that you're at work now. And it's part of Thanksgiving, mm. that Thanksgiving part that feels so awkward when you're worried. Hello, I'm yeah. not going to say thank you for this problem. I'm not saying that. I'm saying thank you that you can look back and see ways God has worked. Yeah. is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it just... And to vocalize that is so important. Do you ever, um, I don't know if this is a term, but I say (laughs) pre-worry. I have a habit, and I I brought it up in the beginning because I said I'm worrying about my boys when they're much older. I love to worry about something before it's time to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm good at that Mm -hmm. one, Pam. Mm -hmm. And I will tell my boys that, you know, hey, don't pre-worry. So my oldest, um, he called me last week and he said, oh. Mom, I'm kind of freaking out. I have a meeting with my boss tomorrow. And I said, oh, Mm -hmm. did you do something? No, I haven't done anything wrong. Are you doing a good job? Yeah, I'm doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Well, why are you worrying? I don't know. What if? I don't know. I don't know what the meeting's about. And I'm like, what if? Well, Mm -hmm. don't they just have meetings with you? Uh, I don't know. It's a new job, yes. And for a week, he pre-worried. And it was just a normal meeting. (laughs) And he called me after and he said, you were right. I pre-worried. So do you do that ever? 
Well, of course we do. That's part of worry <laughs> is that we project ahead. And that's yeah. why God tells us to live in the present. And the present may cause enough stress on its own. You know, it probably does. But you add the present stress, then you add the what ifs and what could happen possibly in the future. And you've just compounded. But we do it. We all do it. But the problem, Mel, is that we don't recognize we're doing it. Yeah. And so the what we need to realize is we need to, you know, I've always said that the answer to stress, worry, anxiety, fear of the unknown is a little acrostic I call read, R-E-E-D-R, recognize what you're doing. Well, a lot of times we just don't recognize. We just keep, yeah. and, and before you know it, we're down, down, down. Yeah. Recognize, hey, stop it. Just stop it. Recognize, recognize what you're thinking. And the second one is express it to God. Hmm. Tell God, um, Tell God what you're feeling, but also confess what you're afraid to say to him. I mean, the 10% oh. that you never tell anybody. You've got to pull out that 10% and get it out of you, out of you into his hands. So you express it to God, and then you evaluate what your emotions are telling you. I talked to a lady yesterday. She was overcome with crying, uncontrollable crying guilt over something she had said to somebody and this person went in the hospital the next day, mm. and she felt responsible for that, just crying her eyes out. And I was just like, that's false guilt. That uh. is false guilt. And come to find out the next day, the doctor said that wasn't the case at all. Mm. So express it, evaluate where the emotion's coming from. She realized that emotion was not coming from God. And then last is to decide to renew your mind. And that's when you need the transmitter to you can't do it on your own. I've tried to do it on my own mail, and it doesn't last. But it's to ask the Spirit of God to help me transmit or help me renew my mind in this area. And then the second thing is to live in the present. Mm. Just to, the best we can. I told this mom yesterday, live in today. And I want to hear from you tonight before you go to bed. Yeah. And then she called me, and there was some success there. But I don't know. This is a huge topic. Well, and we've just, let's acknowledge that we've just talked about the actual mental side of worrying. The, the mm, let's just say the uncomfortable, oh, I'm worried. But there's also a very heavy reality that worrying is just the beginning of anxiety and depression and other mental things that can really disable you, especially as a mom, especially as a single mom, when you have all of these things on top of you. So, I mean, I feel like, what do we say to those single moms that are going, okay, I've written this down. I'm going to go for a walk, take a bath, call a friend, write it in my journal, you know, activate the Holy Spirit. But I'm completely frozen in this you know like mm -hmm. there's I, I would say to her you need to seek a professional mm -hmm. that we are very pro advocates of therapists and counselors yes. and, and we are here to cheerlead you but those people are like the actual coach with you yes. that are on the sidelines and I'm glad you said that because we we may have a mom listening that is um, in danger, mm -hmm. and we are in no way saying, "Well, just journal or just 
take a bath and listen to music and watch a candle. We're not saying that. We all need help sometimes. Yeah. We all need a counselor sometimes. I had a counselor when I went through my divorce. I needed it. Um, and she's still my mentor. And I still call her sometime. Go and help. So <laughs> we need, you know, um, you might you may need to seek professional help. Please do. But the bottom line in that is there's hope. The bottom line is there's hope in that. So, you know what, Mel? I... Um, in closing, I'm thinking of the mom that is stuck. Hmm. I'm thinking of the mom that is in a set of circumstances that are, she never asked for it. She never, she didn't, she didn't ask for this and it, it came upon her and she has, therefore, she has, she's, she's, nurturing internal and external consequences or, or conflicts that she cannot fix and the future looks dim and and she's frozen like you said and so what I did is I thought about it and I didn't know if I was going to use it or not but I will I'm going to read to you the the lyrics of a song it's by Phillips Craig and Dean it's called there is a God and I listen to this. I cannot tell you how many times I listen to it for myself, and I listen to it sometimes praying it over somebody. Mm-hmm. So I, the gal I talked to that I said had false guilt, I listened to this song, praying it over her. So, moms, I'm praying. Mel and I are praying this over you today. Take a breath, relax, and listen to this. There is a God who holds the whole world in his hand. Then where were you? When mine came crashing down. If there is a God who tells the sun and stars where to shine, then where were you when all the lights went out? These are the questions from my heart, desperate to know just where you are. Right now, I can't see you, but I'm choosing to believe. There's a God who's never left me, and here in the hurting, you're still with me. You have carried me thus far, and you won't stop now. Oh, there's a God who sees my sorrow, catches my tears in a bottle. You're still working even when I can't see how. There is pain, there is broken, there is hurt, but he's the hope I'm standing on. There's a God who promised me he has a plan, and I'm protected by his hand through flood and fire. There's a God who's working all things for my good, sometimes slower than I think he should, but his ways are higher. So I'm looking forward to the day when I see the purpose for this pain. Oh, but until I do, I'm choosing to believe. There is a God who never left me. Here in the hurting, you're still with me. You have carried me this far, and you won't stop now. Because there is a God who sees my sorrow, catches my tears in a bottle. You're still working even when I can't see how. There is a God who won't let me walk through this valley alone. No, I'm not alone. There is a God who won't let me walk through this valley alone. There is a God who's never left me. Here in the hurting, you're still with me. You have carried me this far, and you won't stop now. There is a God. There is a God. So moms, today I want you to breathe, relax. God has always known you would be facing this, your worry, your hurt, your shattered dream, your fear, 
No, God has always known. And he uses these things and he fits these pieces into a larger puzzle that you can't see now. So moms, listen, I want you to leave with this thought. You are strong. Today I read 2 Corinthians 1, 7, and to me it said this. For the spirit God gave to Pam, put your name in there. For the spirit God gave to Pam does not, does not paralyze her, does not make her feel fretful. But this gives Pam power. Pam has his power, his love in multiple ways. And are you ready? This verse says, Pam and you have a sound, a stable, a not I'm going crazy, but a stable mind. You have a stable mind. So friends, listen, God never stops working. He sees you this moment and he's working right now, right now on your behalf. So relax and take heart. Mm